welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What's up, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. And today I'm joined by a past guest of the show, a good friend of mine, co-founder of Athletic and Joe Tambo. Welcome to the show again, man. Thanks for having me, mate. Excited to be on. Absolute pleasure to have you on, as always. Looking forward to our chat today. We've got um, plenty to get through. So we'll kind of start off um, where we were t- talking about just before I hit record and um, get you to fill us in a little bit with how Athletic and went throughout last year. Obviously, 2020 kind of smacked everyone right in the face with COVID and a lot of businesses suffered. And it was interesting to see like what businesses uh either suffered immensely and and pretty much shut down those that just got um affected in in some some businesses got affected even in a positive way really but how did you guys kind of handle the year and and what did you take from it yeah it was an it was an interesting one i think you know you look back to 12 months ago well march last year i think was when it really hit everyone especially here in melbourne I think, you know, for most business owners or like you say, everyone sort of pressed the, oh, fuck, button. Like, what mm. are we going to do? Like, not only, are we, you know, how are we going to sell our product, one, two, how are we going to survive, you know, the unknown really. Yeah. Um, I think for us, we quickly gathered as a team and um, sat down and thought, well, we're going to have to change our marketing strategy here um, and our sales strategy because I think, um, it would have been naive to keep carrying on with like hype launches um, and our traditional business model of like hype um, very it wouldn't have been sensitive to the climate that we're in when you know uh, no it, we were in the unknown so um, yeah a lot of people contracted didn't they like not only just businesses but people in general yeah um, the the initial instinct for most people, is to contract and, and cut back on expenses, cut back on yep. on everything because, like you said, the unknown of what's going to happen. For sure. So we, um, in the, that initial stage, we were like, right, we can't um, carry on launching products and, you know, five days to go, you've got to copy our shoes, this and that. So um, we, we shifted and we moved to, um, we changed all our messaging to, you know, I think for us, fortunately, um, the only thing people were doing at home were one, online shopping, and two, working out. So yeah. we had a product that people were able to work out in. So we quickly, like including yourself, got all of our um, influencers in like all of our kicks and changed the message into like work out from home, um, mm. fight back from home, et cetera. You know, did gift with purchases, like um, resistance bands and stuff yep. like that changed all our message into, you know, you need these kicks to work out from home. Um, we do gift with purchases. We offer discount codes. And instead of trying to launch new products, we brought back all of our best sellers. Okay. Um, and we had them available online throughout that whole period. Was that a matter of, um, so you said before you kind of had to change the, the yep. structure of how things were running previously. Yep. Was there certain shoes or certain colours or, or even certain stock that you'd planned to launch that you then had to like cancel or call quits on? And then also like in that process, did that mean like a, did you guys lose money on, on orders that you'd put in or kind of that you'd been sampling for a while and, and got kind of fucked over with manufacturers and things like that? Or how did that go? Yeah, so it was basically a big pause button to anything new. 
and we sort of forecasted and looked at the year holistically and thought, well, when can we come out and launch again? And I spoke to other people um, with in other brands and sort of said, when do we think this is going to be okay? Everyone sort of thought June, July, sort of four to five months before. Yeah. And then, you know, it wasn't really until, you know, we're only out of it really now. So it wasn't until basically August, September, October did that consumer confidence come back with people back in the gym where we able to actually go, okay, let's press pull that trigger again and let's bring out our new releases and revert back to our usual marketing strategy, which is hype launches, limited mm. numbers, get them on influencers out and about because, um, you know, that's what creates that hype of actually seeing people out in the gym of um, – people doing things of getting those cool shots there's no point in releasing new products when you know the only shots you could get were people at home we mm. also um victoria was obviously i mean we copped it the worst out of australia so we sent all of our products um interstate, interstate and, stuff like, that, yeah. and stuff like that so yeah exactly all our photo shoots went interstate ash our photographer in queensland um got all that you know super cool content for us over there um and then Thankfully, man, I think over the year, we actually ended up having, with the change of strategy, then rolling into the launches, we actually had um, our best year to date. I think we sold, you know, just over 10,000 shoes. So it was just nuts, man. Yeah, so like from a situation that you could have looked at and been like, fuck, like we're just going to have to bow down here and not do anything and pull back. We actually probably did the opposite. Fortunately, because people... We're still working out at home and online shopping was like the biggest thing mm. and craze that you could do. I mean, the po- I think everyone was best mates with the postman by the end of it. So, um, coming in for coffee and a few risks. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, we're lucky in, in that regard. But I also think, yeah, with the change of strategy, um, to be in line with what was going on, to really push that message, um, of, you know, get these kicks to work out from home, make yourself, I think as well, people felt better at home buying something and having something roll in or something to look forward to, especially mm-hmm. in Victoria. You're yeah. at home the whole time. It's like, even I was buying something. Is every that little week um, I'm dopamine like, hit that you couldn't get from really anywhere else because you're just doing the same thing every single day? 100%. Yeah. So like, I think online shopping was up. So yeah, we're able to look, change our strategy. And then as the time passed and as that consumer confidence grew and as we started to get more out and about, we're able to shift back to our traditional um, strategy which and what our audience knows us for, which is the hype launches and the limited releases. So aside from obviously being pumped with the fact that the, the numbers ended up quite good for the year, yep. was there anything that you took away from having to kind of um, pivot and change strategies that you've managed to hold on to coming into 2021 and that you'll probably potentially keep doing moving forward that you weren't doing previously? Yeah, for sure. I think um, the main thing was it gave us the confidence that we didn't just have to drop shoes in limited runs. Mm. I think now, you know, we're coming up to um, four years of being in the in the sneaker game um, and being in business and it gave us the confidence uh, that we can have shoes online all the time um the mm-hmm. people will buy so we're now going to have uh, we'll touch on soon our, our brand new sneaker but mm-hmm. a lot of our best-selling sneakers from the years previous are just going to be readily available online all the time yeah um so our customers can come on and buy those shoes which will supplement the launch um strategy was there a massive increase in sales through like afterpay and things like that did you see last year? Yeah, Afterpay um, 
for anyone that has their own business and if you don't have Afterpay online um, uh, or ZipPay or whatever it might be now, mm. there's a few of them. Yeah. yeah. It's just – it accounts for so many sales. I think people – you know, it's just like, oh, instead of paying, you know, for our shoes, they're 130 bucks or 120 bucks. Instead of paying 120 in one hit, I'll pay 30 mm. <laughs> every fortnight. It just makes that purchase, uh, it almost makes you not think, you just do it. Feels like less of a risk. Yeah, exactly. Financial risk, I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah, afterpay sales um, definitely went up. Yep. Tell us about um, the relationship that you guys have with with the UFC, like particularly the, the athletes that you've worked with. I mean, um, this this year's been quite good to you guys in terms of the athletes that you've yeah. that you've um, worked with on shoes and, and collabs and stuff. Previously, considering how some of these these athletes are performing yeah. in the last few months in particular, so to, uh, kind of kind of run run the listeners over like some of the athletes that you've actually had a bit to do with and then also how this kind of um, relationship even comes about yeah. um, and what the, I guess the plan is moving forward with the UFC and, and um, the relationship that you've got. Yeah, I think um, it's a funny one. I'll take it back to probably the start. Um, I think when you think of when we started really in that first year, uh, you know, we talk about you with Unify and like, you know, uh, what are the next steps yeah. after you sell your first product? What are the next steps to constantly evolve a brand? And I talk to you about how big collaborations are all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, you know, when you think of sneakers, you naturally go Jordan and Nike or, you know, Kanye with Adidas and Yeezys or whatever. So for us, when we're thinking about, okay, we've got some momentum and traction, who's really going to take it to that next mm-hmm. level? We always naturally, you always naturally think ball sport yep. athletes. And um, for us, we quickly learnt that most ball sport athletes already have existing shoe deals. Shoe deals, yeah. Um, and then I was actually having a coffee with oh, our business coach, uh, Torbs. Yep. And um, he mentioned to me, he's a big UFC fan himself. He just said, oh, what about the UFC um, space? And to be honest, at that stage, other than Conor McGregor, I probably <laughs> was a very... Uh, probably a very casual fan i mean most people know who conor mcgregor is but i didn't know much more than that wasn't really into ufc um and then as i looked into it like these guys and girls have huge um followings cult like following cult followings as well and they are like hype masters like that's what they do that's all they do it's the fight game exactly it's the fight game so they are like they are like the best at hyping up um, hyping themselves up and then their apex is their fight. Mm. So on that angle, we'll, uh, and they like, you know, obviously have the right look, fitness for us. Um, you know, they're sort of like everything sort of just aligned. Even for us with our releases, it's all hype. And then the apex is the actual launch night. Uh, so there was the alignment there. There was the sports side of things. They got a really cool look and they like getting, um, they like they really bought into like wanting to work. Um, so I think we, as well, like you, you think of um, the shoes that you guys put out. You're not putting out shoes that are made to go and play basketball in, or no, made to go and play football yep, in, or 100%. So with the UFC, it fits perfectly. Yeah, they're, they're they're only wearing shoes outside of their actual given sport. They're not wearing shoes at all when they compete. So it's kind of like exactly what you're after. Exactly, and like you know, exactly like you just said, they're an athleisure shoe. So. Um, they use them in the gym and training them. So there's just that perfect alignment. Um, so, yeah, we I then started reaching out, you know, um, DMs and people yep. think like when you talk to these 
huge athletes and whatever, you know, the, how do you even get in touch with them? Literally, like, you, unless you are... Unless you ask, you don't know. So yeah. um, started sliding into a few DMs, started reaching out to a few managers, yep. started having phone calls with the States, um, and then eventually was able to lock in our first collaboration with um, TJ Dillashaw, who was a champ at the time. Yep. Um, and, like, yeah, that was just – we'd collaborated with Will Sparks previously. Um, was there I, much resistance – from TJ initially or did it just happen a lot easier than yeah, what you questions. expected? Yeah, lots of questions. Like obviously you had to get in lots of product, you had to trial it. Mm-hmm. And he like he was just bought in so much. Like he was so excited about the fact of like designing his own shoe. Mm-hmm. Um as you would be. And like um, you know, he's then on he I'm I'll never forget, like he's on a flight to Vegas for his fight and you know yeah, He's just on his Instagram story, just posting the shoes, like talking about them, this and that. And you're like, this guy's going to be in a fight on Sunday. The whole world's watching. It was just insane to see our Mental. brand in line with that. Yeah. Um, and you know, it was it's just crazy. Like you pinch yourself moments of being on the phone with TJ Dillashaw or being on. You know, we've now worked with yeah some of the names like Francis and Garnu, um, huge heavyweight champ of the world, baddest man on the planet. And it's yeah. like. This Melbourne brand four <laughs> years ago that no one heard of is now worn by the baddest man on the planet. Like yeah. you're just like, whoa, how'd that happen? But yeah, um, Francis, TJ, Alex Volkanovsky is also a champ. Thug Rose just won the championship. Uh, we've done some work with her. Paige Van Zandt, Michelle Waterson. Uh, yeah, it's just like whoa. So constantly in talks mm. and um, but yeah, basically the alignment of you know fitness, gym, hype. Um, everything about it just, uh, just like cohesively, just it's just like a match made in heaven for us and their hype masters and just works so well. So yeah, constantly looking and talking to managers and got some great report with um a lot of these UFC managers now yeah. in the states. So constantly on the phone. So yeah, hopefully um, a couple more collabs. Um, you'll definitely see a couple more collabs in yeah the years to come. Fantastic. Is there any? Do you reckon there's any possibility or any chance of? Or is it even worth trying to go through the actual UFC as a whole? Or is it hard because of the because each athlete individually has their personal sponsors and stuff like that? Yeah, it's an interesting one. So the UFC, um, I don't know, like feel like the listeners like Dana White and with what he does, and like there was a Reebok deal, and now they've moved apparel partners, and the fighters actually like always talk about there's always like pay disputes going on with like what mm-hmm. they're getting paid and sponsors and whatnot. So there is that um, – we do have a little niche there where we are able to get them to wear our product and promote our product um, exclusively, like, throughout the time before mm-hmm. fight week. Yeah. Um, when they're then, like, shifted into whatever product the UFC yeah, um, yeah, yeah. makes them endorse. Um, so, yeah, it's a – I don't know if we'd ever go to the UFC as a whole. I think the individual athlete is definitely um, the way – the way we like it, you know, we get them to post in, um, we've tried to tie in the launches of the shoes in line with their fights. So like, you know, they'll post an image in, in the week of their fights and they're getting upward of a hundred thousand likes, you mm. know, promoting yeah. their product when the eyeballs of the world are on them. And it's just, yeah, it literally is pinch yourself and the website traffic, like, I think TJ, as an example, the day he posted, we had like over 10,000 website clicks. And it's just like it's huge, numbers, you know. Yeah. It's just like whoa, like <clears throat> yeah, literally, you can't compare it. 
Um, I, I always talk about uh, obviously manifesting and, and I talk a shitload about kind of mindfulness and meditation stuff and writing down your goals and, and things like that and just be, becoming super uh, intentional and clear about exactly what you want. So what is there anyone, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but is there anyone or any, I guess, sport or, or type of athlete individually that you, you would love to just have signed with Athletic and, um in the future? One person. I think, you know, uh, in the MMA space, like, you look at uh, your Connors and your Israels and, um, you know, there's a lot of big boxers now as well. Like, we do a lot of work with, you know, Zarafa and a few of the Aussie boxers. And, yeah, I think it'd be – I don't know who it is, but I think it would be someone in that MMA space. I mean, Conor McGregor would have, you know, obviously he's just – yeah. What did he sell his whiskey brand for just last week? Like I think he sold their shares for six hundred million or yeah, something like that. Yeah, so you know he's the man and just totally changed the whole fight game. Mm. Um, you know, so yeah, I think it would definitely be someone in the combat space. Yeah, Connor would have been ideal, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the, whoever the next Connor McGregor is, if uh, yeah, <laughs> would I, would it be ideal. What about outside of combat sports? Is there any other sports that you've kind of looked into or that you, that you think could potentially work? Yeah, we've done and Like it. you said, it's a bit hard with, with most ball sports considering yep. the athletes are usually signed to a, a specific um, shoe brand. But yep. yeah. Yeah, no, dude, like we've um, done a lot of work with like uh, AFL boys, NRL guys and stuff like that. Uh, and then and like the um, AFL women's and stuff like that, like collaborated just for product. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, even like soccer, there's some huge names. Like imagine doing a shoe with like a Ronaldo or something or <laughs> something like that. Like the, the, these global global stars. So yeah, always um, always on the hunt. It's a hard one, mate. I don't know who on the spot. Ronaldo or Conor McGregor, how about that? The one name I expected you to say didn't come out. Who? Ricardo. Oh, mate, yeah. My, our man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Daniel Ricardo would be um, another one though, like in the space where it's not ball sport. Like in Australia, I think he is... He would be like the man because again, cult mm. following, yeah. huge following, super cool guy, cool look. Doesn't require the shoes for um, he's, what he's actually yeah. doing. Tools of trade, like it'd be a training thing. So yeah, Dan Ricardo, like literally ticks every box. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, he'd be the ideal one. And I think with that cult following, like you know, there's three hundred thousand at Albert Park over the four days. It's here, so like you know, most imagine, people go yeah. to watch him. So you can imagine the uh, fanfare he'd create with having Shit his own shoe. Um, after last year being such a, a good year sales wise, yep. Surprisingly, I guess for for you guys, that I would imagine. So, what's this year been like? Has you have you seen a um, as the trend continue to stay in the same direction, or have you seen a drop now that people are going back to work and out of lockdown, or is it what's the what's it look like this year? I think um, it was important to look at what we'd been able to achieve. Um, mm. Yeah, as I said, we're coming up to four years now, which is pretty crazy. So, like, the database has continued to grow. All the socials have continued to grow. Um, and, yeah, the start of the year has been really good and really promising and, you know, ticking all the boxes. So, yeah, now it's about – now it's time to, you know, keep – um, keep up with the new releases Keep the audience excited with the new releases And um, continually work with new athletes Collaborate with um, people that are really going to get the product out there Get a lot more PR Get the eyeballs on the brand um, And keep growing all those numbers And keep growing sales So yeah, excited mm. for what's to come in um, 2021 Because like to move 10,000 shoes during the year of a yeah. pandemic Like literally 
now. Do, Are you able to give us like an idea of what, the, what that number looked like pre the 2019? Uh, yep, it's probably probably up by a couple of thousand. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so um, yeah, probably like a it, yeah. That's like, I mean, even on a normal year, that's a that's a huge amount of growth. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, this year, like, just excited to to grow even more, and we're really excited about our new product, which. Yeah, got here today. So, yeah. So, t- tell us about that. Um, firstly, uh, when did the process start for the new shoe? Yep. For for those that are watching, I mean, even those that are watching, it might, the shoe might be too far away, but you'll be able to see um, this show, uh, this shoe, sorry, on socials um, as of Wednesday the fifth. Um, so you may be listening to this, and it's probably already up on socials. But we'll make sure you can get a good look at it. It's a Obviously, a completely new design. Um, when when did this uh, process start? And then also, was this pushed back because of last year? Um, and then when when can people kind of purchase it and get their hands on the new shoe? Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's funny even looking at it today. Like, I know you, DK, were, you know, in our first shoe that we ever released mm. in, like, um, Robbie, my partner, and I um, sort of designed that one and briefed it in and gone from there compared to this Um so yeah, it's called the Axle, the new um, the new sneaker. So we've got the biggest thing on it is our new custom athletic insole. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is about just over two years in the works, um, which Matt Harrington um, designed. So yeah, it's been a long process, a lot of samples, yeah. a lot of finessing to get to a final product that we're just so excited. Um, to release so yeah got our own custom athletic and soul got a neoprene upper um mesh toe box elastic strap um yeah some awesome elements got a suede um a nice suede heel piece at the back and yeah just like like you said before and just heels important. i don't know i just look at it and smile man it's like looking just looking at something you love it's just a baby so yeah, it's just. I think it it is insane. Like even for anyone listening that has ever purchased the the the, the original design of the athletic and shoe, as good as it is, like when you compare it to this, it's just insane to see the difference in, and particularly in such a short period of time as well. Yeah, but the the transformation of what the shoe started with compared to what it is now. So what? So when you started design for this shoe, I mean, there's obviously um, a bunch of different pieces to the puzzle when you're trying to put together a shoe, but. Uh, how does it all start? Is it just is it just literally by drawing up a design that you like, or is it reaching out to the manufacturer and just getting an idea of, yeah. of yeah, what is it? How does that process work? Yeah, so um, Matt, our designer, will start by literally um, drawing on like his computer a few different like upper silhouettes for us to like have a look at, mm-hmm. um, and. Literally go from there. So with this one, the objective was to still be, you know, an athleisure shoe to sort of be a step up from the altars yep. um, and to feature our own soul. So, excuse me. Yeah. <coughs> so, yeah, he um, gave us a few different options and then the soul was the biggest part. Yeah. So, yeah, this was like, yeah, two years in just the soul development to get it to ready for market. Yeah, right. How many? Uh, so, so you know, even when with Unify, for example, like we, the sampling process for um, for the active wear that we launched, like it's it's a fucking long process, yeah. and you can you know 
lack or poor communication can lead to this fucking horrendous yep. samples and, and, and big delays in time. So um, how different is that right there compared to the very first sample that came through of that design? Like, yeah, extremely. Like, yeah, okay. yeah, like literally I think we probably had probably 12 samples before we got to the final product. Minimum. Yeah, okay. I probably, yeah, literally probably 15 samples of just different components of the shoe that need to change in to be refined, to get to a point where you're actually happy to launch it. Mm. This was meant to be launched, yeah, midway through last year. So we're basically... A year. A year later. About a year. Yeah, yeah, and obviously we had a great year last year <laughs> and we're able in to... In hindsight, has that, has that worked in your favour? Do you reckon that yes. the shoes evolved more yeah. since... I think as any... Um, like anyone that owns a business or releasing a product, you always put something down when you want to release it. Mm-hmm. We were fortunate in the sense that last year went so well, we were able to actually push back yep. um, the time to actually launch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's now at a stage where, yeah, we're just so happy with it and we're just so excited for our audience to get our hands on it. We've got so many cool colorways to release in it that, yeah... So for those that have uh, that are listening at the moment, I mean, again, if you're, if you're watching, you can probably see the colorway. But so, what what are you launching with first? And 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 I guess by the end of 2021, yep. how many different colorways do you reckon that the um, the audience will be able to get their hands on? Yep. So the first colorway we're launching is called Stealth. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a gunmetal uh, grey um, neoprene with a with a black mesh and some, yeah, the suede and the, we've got some 3M details and stuff like that on it, which is super cool. Um, the next one, sneak peek for your audience, DK, is the bubble gum. They're cool, um, man. Purple and pink, which would be the second colorway. Um, and then after that, we've probably got 15 other colors that will launch Shit. just this year. So, um, yeah, lots of colors to come out and... They've all got their own little story and they'll all have their own little um, marketing angle. And I think that's another thing, like I talked to you about with Unify. Like yeah. I think any product you release needs to have a story, an angle, yep. an ambassador to talk about um, the product or why you're collaborating. And I think, it, yeah, each launch has its own story and I'm very excited to get all the different stories out there as well as get the shoes out there, but the different stories behind each shoe and why they're different and why they're out in the market. What is, um, what, uh, so, so like, for example, you've, the, the first one is a stealth. Yeah. Um, and you know, from today, I think we, I think you mentioned right at the start, um, before you record that it's launching in about two weeks time. Yep. Yep. So, so I'm assuming like you've got all the stock already. Yeah, for that launch. So how how soon do you need to have all the stock for the the next colorway um, and the following one? And you know how far in advance are you, are you having all that kind of ready? Because you know taking into account that most likely or potentially there could be stuff ups yep. in terms of delivery timing and all that type of stuff. Yeah, which has been a massive yeah. um, thing for everyone at the moment. Stock delays and and coordinating freight and transport to mm. get here on time. So yeah, we've basically got in the warehouse at any given time three to four months of launches right. uh, at a time. Yeah, okay. Um, so we're always working 12 to 18 months in advance of what's coming out in, you know, July next year, August next year, um, making sure those samples are, are coming to a, a stage where they're ready to be ticked off and yeah. ordered. Um, and that's a really – you've got to be really on top of, of that to make sure yeah. that, one, your samples are ready – 
um, and at a stage to order so that you can work that far in advance because, you, like you said, you can't just have stealth in the warehouse, for example, and then just launch that and then have another container come in. One, doesn't make sense economically. Two, uh, it'd be an absolute pain in the ass to try and get a container for every single um, yeah. shoe you're releasing. So, yeah, our ordering and our um, planning uh, needs to be at a level where we're always – um, ordering well in advance, always having that stock well in advance. And you also have to make decisions well in advance of what's going to be released. Is that colour still going to be popular? Mm-hmm. Is it still on trend? So, um, yeah, we're always working three to four months in advance. So, yeah, it's a long process. By the time you get your sample ticked off, yep. Yep, um, yep. make all your changes, have it at a stage where the product's ready to launch, um, and then order, it takes a month to get here. Yeah. Sit in the warehouse, so you always, you always, we always have to be about eighteen months in advance. Interesting. So, uh, what, like, what's next? So, two thousand twenty-one. I'm yep. assuming is just going to be this. Like, you're not, you're not releasing any other shoes this year. Uh yeah, it'll be mainly um, new colorways, Axel. Lots of new colorways. Yep. Um, and then, do you still are you still ordering in stock for the first ever? Shoe, or does it get to a point where you, you then phase that shoe out, or what's the plan? Yeah, there? so the first ever shoe um, is phased out now. Yep. Um, so yeah, that, how do you know, feel about that? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a sad day, but no, nah, the first shoe. It is funny. You look back now and you're just like, wow, like, but you know, um, got to continue to evolve. Yeah, exactly. You're always got to be evolving. So Robbie and I obviously designed that one. Um, the Altus was designed by Matt, which has been our shoe for sort of the last. Two years, which we've had some epic colorways, mm-hmm. um, been a super successful shoe. So that'll still float around for um, a little while yet. We don't totally want to phase it out because it's still been such a strong seller yep, and yep, our yep. audience is so familiar with it. So mm-hmm. those popular colors can be online for people to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll transition into the axle for the majority of this year. Um, obviously, there'll probably be, um, we're talking to a few different people about collaborations. Collaborations, yeah. Um, and then into next year, we're at the moment working on a bit more of a, um, got a couple of things in the work with other styles too. So it'll still be awesome. Axel, but um, we're looking at doing a shoe that's a little bit more street. Um, okay, So cool. a little bit more different. Um, and we've also got like a high top in the works. Unreal. Yeah, it'd be cool. And then, yeah, obviously we've got another new style that we're working on that is more in the athleisure lane that our audience would be more familiar with. But yeah, as you said, always got to evolve and put new products to market. Awesome, bro. Well, it sounds like um, 2021 is going to be quite busy for you. And the shoe itself looks amazing. Like it, it is such a, a good looking shoe. I can't wait to for you guys to put it out there. I'm sure everyone's going to absolutely love it. Especially, I mean, the, the thing that works so well for you guys as well, I reckon is, like you said, you do your hype launches and stuff like that. But for those that... The, the amount of people that I talk to that buy the new colorway, like every launch, yep. is, it's got to be such a plus for you, meaning like any new audience that you get come in, it's just added sales on top of whatever you've already got, considering people love the shoe yeah, already. Sure. And we have like, it is funny you say that because your core audience, the ones that do the repeat customers, mm. they're obviously the ones you you know, you know need and, and really value because they're the ones that are constantly buying the product. And it is funny you say that because, yeah, there's probably a cult following. There is a cult following within that do buy all those new releases. So you do have to put a product out to market that they're going to want to keep buying more colours of. Mm. Well, man, thanks for coming on the show today. Um, repeat guest. Thanks for having me again, mate. Love it, man. I love the new setup in here too. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, very, don't very mind good. it. You're the first, yeah, so Joe's the first first guest with the new podcast setup with the new um, the new mics and everything like that. So 
Hopefully his voice sounds good. Fingers crossed, mate. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I hit record as well. Um, <laughs> no, nah, but thanks for coming on, man. And for everyone who, who is tuning into this episode, um, I think by the time you listen to this, you'll be able to head over to the Athletic page and suss out the new design. Uh, make sure you jump on the, the waiting list so you don't miss out on launch night. Um, and yeah, man, thanks. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me again, Much mate. Much appreciated.